Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Welcome back. We're here. Um, we are, it is January 20th. It's a day, girl. I don't know what day it is. We're playing <laughs> dangerous games. Okay, it's the 23rd. It's 23rd. still, we still have more January to go. Yes. Um, it's been, you know, the weather has, I can't complain. The weather's been nice. You mm. know, it's, I will say this, it's kind of sometimes hard to be in Florida and have like good cold weather because you know that the earth is wrong. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're like, I'm here and I'm enjoying this moment of like being able to like wear a light sweater or whatever. But then you're like, something's wrong with the earth. Like this is not. (laughs) Mother Earth did not intend for us to be so cold, so close to the equator. Yeah. And it's like it's been very like, you know, one week it's like, you know, in the 30s. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll have like a day in the 70s and then a day back in the 50s. And it's just kind of been all over the place. And of course, that's making everybody sick. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. here with my lemon water and my turmeric tea because I gotta nope. be no sickness, no sickness me. in these streets. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm like it's not happening. I've had the flu. Was it last year? I think I was down and out. Like I had to call my mom to take care of me because it was so. Because John and I both got the flu, and you know it's bad when like you can't work from home because you can't open your laptop because like your arms are like too weak. They don't work. It's funny because when people say like, oh, like certain strand, like strains of the flu or whatever make you feel like you're going to die. And I'm like, they're not lying. Like I used to think like, oh, you know, people are just like exaggerating. Nope. Nope. No lies. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. No illness in my home. Thanks. That's good. Because especially like with a, a kid, it's, you know. I'm very surprised. Her classroom's been pretty... That's good. Pretty good. The one I mean, next door is a hot mess. To but. be honest, I feel like that's one of the benefits of having a small private school is that, like, you're not going to want to be that parent that brings your kid to school sick. Oh, but sick. they do. Oh, they do don't they? Care. Oh, okay. girl, they don't care. They still don't but care. These people are, like, doctors and stuff because the school's right next to the hospital, and so it's like, what do I do? I don't have any choice because I got to go save lives. And I'm like, you're a doctor. You got that money. You need <laughs> so to hire yeah, somebody. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently medical school loans, probably. I don't know. Yeah. That so, makes but that's sense. every school. My friends were, were talking about that the other day. Um, just about the reality of having to bring your child to school sick, but then it's endangering a lot of kids who have autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. or pregnant uh, teachers. Cause there are a lot of pregnant teachers all the time. At, at schools, apparently, they just love having babies. So it, it's just being smart about not bringing your kid to school if they have a fever of 102. I've been, like, laying off of, like, Disney and places like that because I'm just like, listen. Oh, maybe that's why. Because I haven't gone to those places, like, that mass amount of people gather. Yeah. I've been outside, but, like, in parks and yeah in nature not exactly where people are. exactly yeah i'm like i don't need to go to disney this week like i i'll go walk around like the park here or whatever because i'm like i'm good people no, are gross um so yeah i will be going to universal though today because i need to go see coco before mm-hmm. it's out of theaters it's very sad 
but it's it's really good. That's what I've heard. I didn't want to see it around my birthday because I was just like, listen, I'm having a really good time, and and then I didn't want to see it around the holidays because like I'm already like emotional enough. So I was like, you know, I think now is like a good time. Oscar nominated Coco, by the way. And I've seen, I think everything else in the theater is almost just about at this point, just because I have movie pass. I've been going like nonstop. Everybody has movie pass Um, right now. It's so wonderful. Like, it's so great. I don't know why we don't. I don't know why you don't either. It's like, (laughs) it's, I, I feel like, you know, it's like, it's out, like, it's better than like having Hulu. Is it harder to get into new movies because that was my question no so we saw proud mary like at disney and that was like maybe a few days after it came out um i think that you know if you have a large group obviously and you're at a a theater where you have to like pick out the seat that can be a bit more of a challenge because like you know there were four of us and so we're all trying to like get into this movie get seats together but we ended up going to the dining theater which i didn't realize like you're ticket is still the same for the dining oh, so theater so for dining yeah so we went to the dining Ooh. theater even though we weren't like hungry but like we just like i got like a drink and like my friend got some drink. fries That's or whatever fun. yeah exactly like you don't have to order anything yeah. um but it's the same it still covers oh, okay. it and so and i think that for us like here like the dining theater tends to have more seats available yeah because not everybody wants to do that and pay for the upgraded price nor like when they're normally just coming without a movie pass so we were able to see proud mary that way um but, like, other things, like, especially if you're going during the day. I mean, we can go to the movies during the day. Nothing, the you know, <laughs> nothing stops us from, night. like, going at night. So, or not going at night. So, it's like, you know, we can go during the day or whatever if it's, like, a brand new movie. Now, I did hear a rumor that you can only see one movie, like, one time. I'm not sure if that's true. I am going to test it with Black Panther. So, I will report back. Okay. That's the other reason. We're going to go to Universal. We're going to buy our yeah. Black Panther tickets for um, opening night that Thursday at Universal. Okay. That's our black business that's not owned by black people at all tip of the week. Yeah. Is get a movie pass. You're get welcome. a movie pass. Go see go Black see Panther. Black- <laughs> Let me know if you can go see it multiple Brown times. Movie. If not, it's fine. I will buy multiple tickets to see Black Panther. Like, that's I want to buy my first ones anyways because I'm just not sure how movie pass yeah. works. So I'm like, I need to make sure Black Panther gets its money. Amen. 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 So today we're going to talk about maintaining maintaining long-term relevance in business, which I think is a really important topic because a lot of people um, just kind of show up and they peace, peace out, out. Real, yeah. quick. Um, real quick. And then a lot of people talk about, like, there's a lot of talk about startups and, like, what to do in the beginning and that sort of thing. Um, but a lot of people don't talk about, you know, maintaining it for the long term yeah. and, you know, what that looks like. So we're going to get into that today. Um, and to start it off, we're going to talk about the fact that you should already know this. You should never stop learning. Uh, there's always something new to learn. I think that a lot of times when, especially in like our cases, when people are picking up like a creative skill to go into business, they often will spend like, you know, even a a year or a few months or, you know, a, a set amount of time, depending on what the skill is perfecting it before they go into business, you know, maybe like having some like practice clients, like friends that they work with, or, you know, that sort of thing, maybe working for someone else and interning or shadowing someone. And they'll do this for, you know, a set amount of time until they feel ready to like go into business for themselves. Um, So just because you're doing that in the beginning doesn't mean that once you open your business, you're an expert forever and you know everything, especially with the way technology changes so 
so rapidly, we always have to be learning new practices and, you know, staying up on it so that we, you know, are always up on what the latest everything is, the best way to do things. I think that's the cause of why so many of the businesses that you may have seen when you grew up are no Mm -hmm. longer in business because the owners didn't have time or didn't think it was important to keep learning new technologies and then eventually those businesses get squeezed out by people who adopt new technology a little bit quicker than they do. So I think it's just a priority to always, in the back here, as, as a human being, you should always keep learning. It's crazy to me that there's so many people I know who don't read. Yeah, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. I, there's a lot me. of people that like get, they like, read when they were when they were know. in school, and I think that yeah. you know they thought of it like as a chore, but right. didn't find like, books that they enjoyed. And then once they get to a certain age, they don't read, and I'm just like, wait, what? Like, I would rather read than probably do most anything else. Most things, most things. So, um, just always be learning, and you don't have to read, read them. Like, I'm, we're not saying books are the only way to um to learn things, but just always be encouraging yourself as a human being to always keep learning new skills because you never know when the thing that you do do or the things you're learning that you do currently um, just may become obsolete, which has happened with the coal industry and the mining and Mm -hmm. all that stuff, is that that's the reason why we have president we have is, you know, honestly, he said, oh, I can bring back all these jobs that have been obsolete for For decades now. Yes. Um, And the people don't read voted for him because they don't know any better because they don't read. (laughs) Um, I honestly, like, contribute reading to pretty much... 98% 98% of the success that I've had in life. Like, people mm-hmm. will be like, you're really good at A, B, and C. And I'm like, no, I just read. Like, reading I think it's helped me. It's helped me be a, a good writer. And being a good writer helps me in a lot of aspects of my personal business. Um, and, yeah, just when you have good reading comprehension, like, you can kind of do anything. It yeah. just reminds me of, like, there's a scene of Game of Thrones when they asked Samuel Tarly, like, you know, how'd you do it? And he's like, I just read a book and followed the instructions. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it literally can be that simple sometimes. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of great books out there. Um, I think that the one that I have found that's like been helpful to me in the past like few years has been the Ted talks book. Yeah. Just because like, speaking is not something that I love to do. Like I love it, but I also hate it because of my anxiety. Um, so I literally like reread parts of that book over and over and over again, especially if I have like something coming up where I'm going to need to speak, I will just literally like thumb through it, make sure that I like I'm on top of things. Um, and then like there's a book uh, called building your business, the right brained way by Jennifer Lee. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that, like going through that book, even though I already had, built my business and I had already made a business plan, but it was kind of like looking at it from just the creative side of things. When I originally made my business plan, I didn't look at it that way. Obviously like it was a more formal business plan. So I go through that. And even like when I have just like a project I'm going to do, I go through that book again and kind of like run my project through that book, if that makes sense. Um, and then I've been reading all the things by Roxanne Gay lately because no, I just same. feel like I just finished hunger. Yeah, there's always like things to learn about feminism, about other women's stories, and I think like when you when you number one just being a black woman like and being queer like you need to know other people's stories and and hear these stories but you know especially when you're working with people of color and that sort of thing like it's important to hear you know different people's stories and what they've gone through and that sort of thing um and yeah i'm just like there's so much of uh 
feminism that we weren't here for because we just weren't alive. Um, <laughs> so reading True. reading other people's um, stories of what has gone down so far because, you know, a lot of that stuff is not stuff that's taught to us in school. So, you know, beyond just business, I think it's important to be well-informed about the world that we're in. And sometimes we get that information from books because it's not always in textbooks. Yeah, if you're a service-based provider, it's almost important to know what's happening in under, under other industries all the time. Um, one thing, book series or, or publisher of books that really help us out with tech and everything is a list apart, which has been a blog, which has been a, an organization, so to speak, uh, around that's been around for a long time. Um, they publish a lot of different types of books uh, every year in terms of the web space. Um, so I really genu- genuinely love going back and reading some of their books about coding and design thinking and a lot of the user experience ones that have been coming out this year and branding and all those things to really help get your mind right, try to uh, just jumpstart me and keep me on path. Because the things that I learned 10 years ago are, are obsolete. A lot of the things mm-hmm. that I've learned that to keep up with web technology, web development, web design, uh, branding, graphic design, they just don't exist anymore. Those services have been put out of businesses or you don't use those techniques anymore. So it's just important for me to keep up with what's happening in the world. And sometimes there are there are books in the tech space that you can read. So I um, I think I'll, I'll link to David's Goodreads because he's way better at it than I am in terms of a lot of the tech books and the user experience books. So we'll, he has plenty of them. He reads them all the time. Yes. Goodreads is absolute bay. God bless. Um, <laughs> that's well, like, I feel like I'm reading so many books right now because I'm trying to get to my goal of Same. like 80 for the year. So I'm just like, go to my Goodreads because I'm, there's like, there's so many suggestions. Um, so Yeah. Uh, Goodreads is so great. If you don't have it, you should. I think, I think, and I was telling John the other day, I was like, I think it encourages people to read Mm -hmm. because a lot of people nowadays are used to having some sort of, um, technical thing, whether it be an app or whatever, where they can like check off, this is how much water I've had today. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, this is like how many times it worked out. Exactly. So. You know, if it makes you feel better, like, accomplished to be able to write in there, this is the book I read, and check mm-hmm. that red sign off, and you think that that will help you want to read more, sign up for it, because it, and it'll just keep you organized as well. I like that Goodreads tell me that I'm ahead of my reading goal, and I'm like, same, right I, I love it, like, I'm like, <laughs> yes, same, I, I just know that it's not going to say no, that all no, year, all so the, I'm trying to enjoy right it right now. now. I'm, I'm really into it, because I know, but, that, and I try to get ahead when I can, because I know there'll be times especially when we're traveling or, or life just gets crazy where reading will drop off, but I'll still be on track. Of yeah. Goal, and that's the goal. <laughs> I'm like, well, we're, you know, 26 days in and I have read five books. So I'm, I'm not mad at myself, no. but I would like to do 10 books every month um, for the first few months so that I stay ahead. So I don't get like panicked yeah. later. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to, read 10 this month we'll see i i think i'm gonna start not working again on sundays because the last few sundays have been a little bit nuts just because of like all the projects i've had going on so i think i'm gonna start taking sundays and just have that be like this is your reading day nothing else is happening because i can just read a book every sunday True. that'd True. be great um okay so another good way to continue learning is e-courses um it allows you to basically take a class the same way you would you know if you're taking a college class or you know back yep. back in the day when you were k through 12 um so it allows you to take a class and something that is important to you. Um, And there's obviously a lot of different options out there depending on um, what you're interested in. I think Skillshare is a really great option because they have a little bit of everything. So it's like you can go to Skillshare and just type in 
you know, calligraphy or, you know, whatever it is that you're wanting to learn. And there's going to be a lot of options for it. I also think it's great because not everybody comprehends the same, like, you know, with reading. So if you, I, I still think you should work on reading comprehension if it's not something that you're getting. But if you love video and, and doing it yourself is going to help you and that sort of thing, then it can be really great to take a class like that because you have those different um, ways to learn working together. So you're reading a little bit, you're watching a little video, you're doing a little bit of it yourself. So depending on how you learn, you're kind of getting all the different options. Um, so yeah, Skillshare would be like the one that I would recommend the most. I would also say Creative Live is really great. Um, and then, of course, there's, like, a lot of bloggers that have... Oh, yeah. Um, All of them. D- just depending on, you know, what it is you're looking for, like, Maddie James or a Beautiful Mess or whoever. Like, lots of bloggers have different um, courses on things as well. Yeah. Um, um, Zach Gordon right now, um, Web Development side, side, has a Gutenberg um, block development e-course that we're about to take. So God bless, because e-courses are very difficult for me because I just do not have that kind of time. But let's say, would we count like you know a lot of schools nowadays will oh, yeah. have All courses of, yeah. online Stanford, as well? So um, like Stanford Business. and Yale and Harvard, yeah, and like tons of schools will have classes that you can take um, just to kind of continue that education where whatever field it is that you're looking for. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of options when it comes to that as well. Um, podcasts, obviously, we have to mention because you're listening to one right now. Hopefully, are... <laughs> under the guise of continuing to learn, and, right? Or exactly. Just listening to us talk about nothing. God bless you. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I feel like you know it's really, especially if you work from home and you work alone, it's really great to be able to like. I was about to say pop in a podcast as if it's like a cassette and oh, we're in the mid nineties, which, okay. Um, but pop in a podcast and, you know, get some work done like while you're also listening and learning. So yep. it's a really great way to multitask. Um, I'm not going to lie. Lately, a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to have been a little bit more for fun, but even in that, I feel like there's, they're You're all like still cerebral learning. They're something. all cerebral. Whether yeah. or not it's applicable to your business exactly is one thing. Exactly. But you will take uh, my favorite murder from my dead cold hands. <laughs> my dead cold exactly. hands. Um, exactly. So I will keep. I've been listening to like three episodes because I, I usually binge listen. To I'm a binge podcasts. listener. Yeah. Like so I'll, I won't I'll listen for like a month or two mm-hmm. months or something like three. Because when I'm in the mood for that podcast, like that's all I want to hear, mm-hmm. and I want to hear and it for hours. hours yeah, of, instead like, of like skipping to yeah. different ones. Um. So yeah, but yeah, I think that it's just it's it's really great to on number one. I just don't like all the silence. Right. And <laughs> if you have listened to, if you're like me and you listen to a lot of the same songs over and over and over again, and you're like, you know what, I maybe I need a break. Yeah, those are for cars. Most of and depending on like if we have a long trip, it's a podcast. But if I'm going. From my house to here. Yeah. Listening to music. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. Also, like, I find that for me, if I'm listening to a podcast, I can often stay more focused on my work. If I'm listening to music, I'm like, this is my jam. (laughs) And then I'm like getting up and having a dance party, which sometimes is good throughout your work day, but you can't do that all day because you do have to put in the time and do the work. So, yeah, I think podcasts can be really, really helpful for that. Um, and then workshops and conferences for when, again, you want to get that hands-on learning yeah. in person. You want to meet people in person, people um, meet, are, meet people who you can continue learning yeah. with, people you know, who you admire in your field who mm-hmm. may have, um, I mentioned Zach Gordon because he's one of the developers on Gutenberg and is way ahead of the Gutenberg 
building blocks than most people who are in WordPress. So that's somebody that I met several times that I know that I trust who is hilarious. And so I'm like, take my money and teach me things because he's mm-hmm. a really good teacher. His JavaScript workshop at um, WordCamp Orlando was one of the best, like biggest, like nobody went to any other tracks, which is hashtag sad, but not wrong because he's really good at what he does. So he's just a really great teacher in terms of teaching development, um, easy to learn from. So that's why... I'm excited to take this course. So it's it would be awesome if I was doing this hands-on. I'm sure I, I probably will, or he might do something hands-on at a WordCamp this year, which I still will go in and listen to. It's just nice to hear from peers or people who are ahead mm-hmm. of your, your thing. So I think a lot of people like taking uh, workshops from people like Danielle Evans in terms of food typography. And I know she's done some at Creative South or... Um, someone like Allie Lehman with her photography courses that she does in-house at the Wonder Jam because you see these people online a lot of times you see their work and you understand or the same thing with Joyce Baker I know she does a lot of um, cooking workshops and some people you know go out of the way to fly to learn from her directly just because you admire someone it's kind of nice to have on that hands-on experience while they're in front of you I love to do a cooking workshop sounds like so much fun (sighs) if joy joy (laughs) come to Orlando yeah, and we can do Drake here. on cake and I will put Drake lyrics on some cake right here thanks um, and I was going to say also Elle from Wildcat Echo is now offering if you're like in oh, the yeah, Atlanta so area that, yeah, yeah she's, workshops. they're doing some workshops at some pretty cool locations there they have like their own studio but I think just yeah. kind of to make it bring in more parts of the community Diversify. they're doing it in different spaces um, so they'll be doing workshops on like branding brand management design and things like that um and I definitely want to get up there at some point because I like she's somebody that I look up to and admire and love. So, yeah, there's just I mean, that's what's so cool about like workshops and conferences nowadays. is like you can literally just like the people in your field that you admire, like you can just be like, hey, I'm just going to go meet you yeah. and watch you speak. And, you know, and I think that, yes, sometimes it is an investment like it can be a lot of money, but it's like. If you had a regular nine to five and worked for a company, they would occasionally send you to workshops, you know? And so you have to kind of look at it this way. Like your company would send you out, you know, I have a friend that works, um, for like, kind of like he works for the Navy, but as a, like as a research psychologist. Um, so he flies to Vegas like multiple times a year to do like conferences. conferences, And then he also does a lot of them in Miami. And, you know, that's just something that his business sends him to so mm-hmm. that he's learning the best things, staying up to date on stuff, whatever. And it's like your your company is you. So you right. have to be the one to say, you know what, I'm worth this investment and my business is worth this investment. So I'm going to go ahead and go to said workshop, conference, etc. Now, don't be one of those people that only just go does the, the e-courses, goes to the conferences, whatever, and, and never implement. actually starts and launches yeah. that business. Like, don't do that. Um, it should be about that ongoing education, and you should do it where financially it fits within your business. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, like, side note rant that has something to do with this. Skip three minutes if you don't want to hear the story. <laughs> this weekend, we went to Sofrito, uh, which is a restaurant, a Latin cafe that is near Disney. Um, and across the street, there is the Hyatt Pal- Place that's on Palm Park. I used to yeah. work on Palm Park, so I know up and down like the back of my hands. The reason why I bring up this story is that there was a conference in the Hyatt Pal Place or whatever it is. Like that, the, the point is it being the Hyatt yeah. across the street from a Latin cafe on a road that has nothing but like 
food like yeah. chain, chain restaurants and, and random hotels so it's not like you're going Owl to Garden. like the four seasons or yeah. whatever to, to do so these people come out of the conference they walk across the street and they come over to sofrito and they are the worst people i have ever encountered in my entire life and we have gone to so many conferences so many different things and i'm like not just one person like the whole entitled group of people like just i don't even there's maybe one person that was in that whole like group that wasn't a, a complete jerk but they were jerks to the restaurant. They were jerks to us. They were jerks to other patrons. Do you know like what they were there for? I have for? no idea. So this is why I'm putting this in this podcast. If you know what it is, or you can Google it, or if you were there, you need to figure out what your fellow... Because it was like a techie. We weren't... You know, people were yeah. talking and they were loud. So they were talking about different things and, and bringing up different stuff. So nobody was really on the same thing. I didn't read anybody's badges. To be honest, and by the way, if you aren't in there. the area, um, Palm Parkway is extremely close to Disney. It's right. It's, it's like literally a, yeah. like a stoplight over from right. Disney so it's in that area um, but the, the point being if you, if you visit somewhere else with your whole body with to your go to whole conference your whole body, body all of it your whole body whole physical being uh, you are not special is the point of my story I don't care how much money you pay to be at therefore aforementioned conference don't be a jerk because I, I will be rude to you. Especially and going, because that's rude. like, that's a, a mom and pop restaurant. So going it up in there and, and acting a fool. Like, that is very inexpensive, yeah. by the way. It is not a four star, like you pay $25 for a meal. Everything is so under, like, hungry. everything is under like $12 for the most part. There is maybe one <sighs> steak dish is $16. Sometimes I think about the fact that like, if I don't live in Orlando, like, where will I get my Hispanic food? I don't know. Because some of these places out here don't really have good Hispanic food. Like, when you go to Charlotte, like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, Charlotte, but, like, I didn't find any good Hispanic food there. Let me know if it, if it is somewhere. I'll go. But that's just something that I've grown up with, and I'm just like, what will I do? I don't know. I guess I'm John sure could you. make it for me. Well, yeah, you'll you know. Out. Anyway, the next <laughs> step of maintaining long-term relevance is adopting change. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, is that you need to be willing to change things in your business to stay afloat um if you're not willing to do that you should not own a business that is how like i said many of the businesses that you uh were a patron to they grew up they did not adopt into, and that's not always the case sometimes there's gentrification involved in certain things racial racial biases if their neighborhood sw- switches due to gentrification but a lot of the times a lot of people i know who owned businesses when i was growing up as a kid when the internet came out, or even mm-hmm. things like answering machines, people were like, I'm not going to answer a machine. I'm going to just say hi. They can go to, you know, those stupid things. They can go wherever. You know, just dumb things. Call waiting. That was the thing that you had to pay for with uh, MCI if, you, if you're if you old. Um, yeah. <laughs> and most people that I know had MCI as their business, you know, whatever, phone service. And so you would have to pay extra for things like call waiting and for answering machines and all this three-way calling. All those things were extra money. And so many people I knew growing up were like, oh, I'm not putting that money, extra money for that. People can just call back if they, and that puts you out yep. of business. So you have to be willing to, or the internet. So many people weren't willing to pay for internet. They were like, I'm not buying a modem and blah, 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 a mail sock and kiss rocks or AOL, whoever. And then they, you know, don't show up, exactly. don't have a website, don't have social media, don't do these things. And then you, you're out of business. So just know um, that you're going to have to adopt some things that are different because technology is moving at a blink of an eye. We, you know, Amazon just opened their first uh, unmanned grocery store in Seattle yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which, they were like, no checkout line. There was a line outside the grocery store, which, anyway. Yeah, it's like, uh, what? 
Yeah, so um, just uh, the biggest thing is kind of understanding and knowing what's worth adopting because not everything is worth adopting. If everybody went onto Periscope like they told us to, mm-hmm. what would we all be doing now? Because Periscope is pretty much obsolete or Vine, um, which allegedly was supposed to come back. Still haven't. Yeah, where is that? Yeah. Mm, yeah. You should be making Vine videos for your business. Okay. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like I still have clients now who are like brick and mortar clients who will who are like old very old school, very, very old school mm-hmm. checks and stuff and never right. paying online and all that good stuff. Um, and they'll be like, Yeah, I want you to like do my branding and do my site, but I don't want any social media. And I'm like, Well, first of all, it's all part of the same package. So like you're gonna be paying for it regardless. If you don't want that part of the package, like Sorry for you. You're still paying for it. Second of all, there's really no point in me making your site if you're not going to have social media because that's like, like how, what, like you need that extension of your brand. You need to show up in those spaces. And again, not everywhere, but it's like at this point, we can pretty much safely say that people are on Facebook and Instagram. There are people there. They're going to be there at least for the, you know, unforeseeable future. Like there's going to be people there. Now, every other thing that comes along, it's like I jump into the thing and see what it is and test it out and see if I think it'll be a good fit. But rarely do I like tell clients like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to go on this and check it out. Like I did that peach app when that came out, that was Mm. out for like five seconds. Like (laughs) it it was not out for very long. I I tried it out. I spent, you know, probably maybe like, you know, like 30 minutes to an hour just setting up a profile. Profile. I love to get my name at things. Right. Like if I can, you know, just get charisma, that's best case scenario. But if not, I'm definitely gonna get I like charisma O'Keefe. Um, what? Hello, that social media thing. It was like yeah, Hello. yeah, that? exactly. And you had to get like a invite or whatever. And like I, I tend to normally know somebody that can be like invite me. Mm-hmm. Like I remember yeah. back when Pinterest was, yeah, invite, was only, invite only, and my friend um, Tabitha was one of the first people to get invites, and she got like five or eight or something like that. No and I was Pinterest like, you invite. need to give me one right because I was hardcore into Pinterest yeah. back then. Um, but yeah, so it's just like finding the right things for your business, but just always being willing, willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing is like, I'm always willing to check out the new platform. And a lot of times I'll find one and it's like, you know what, this is not going to work for me. It's not going to work for any of my clients. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Good luck to you platform. Let me know if you evolve or change and I'll come back and check. But you know, other times you like with Instagram, I remember being on yeah. Instagram and people being like, that's, I, I'm not going to do that. And now more people probably not only say more people are on it than Facebook, but I will say more people are more active, I think, on it yeah. than Facebook. Um, so yeah, so you just gotta continue to, you know, be checking on things, making sure that you're evolving, essentially. Yeah. Having a good testing phase, like we talked about, is probably essential to implementing new technologies. You shouldn't just put things out there immediately yeah. as they come out, because that is, like you said, peach up. Where is it? Yeah. Like, no, like, <laughs> and most people it? do not know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> people I mean, are like, what? Oh, my goodness. There's so many different technologies that were used to um, put in custom fonts for web development, and none of those things exist anymore. Coupon, Cipher are two things specifically mm, yeah, that we Cipher. all use to get our favorite fonts online, first of all. Not, you know, the, that was completely ignoring copyright laws and all this stuff for, for typefaces. And so those things don't exist anymore because people yep. decided to come up with different technologies and to render fonts on web development. So... Uh, but we tested those out. A lot of the times, especially with new technology, the same thing I'm doing with Gutenberg, which eventually will be a, a rolled out thing. Like it's not going to be a thing where you only test it, but I'm testing it now in on my site on the things that I use, just so I know how to use it completely before going to clients and being like, "Let me go put this thing on your site," and then mm-hmm. it comes out of beta and it comes out into actuality and then it breaks. 
and their site is down and then they lose money. So you have to be smart about the way that you uh, test things and implement things. Yeah, I think a testing phase is incredibly important um, just to make sure because you don't want to jump fully in. Um, And that's, you know, a lot of that is just like discernment to an extent. I mean, I don't want to say it's just discernment because it's, it's obviously also like, you know, doing like research to see what's going to work and, and knowing like, you know, doing the research behind like, okay, who, who started this app? Like who is the person running it? What is their track record? What have they done in the past? And things like that. But also sometimes you kind of like get a feeling like you'll check something out and you're like, "Mm, this is like, Mm -hmm. this is a no, or this is a yes. Buying things off that big platform that just mm-hmm. completely crashed and people lost all this money because yeah. they were like oh yeah I'm totally trusting like you didn't do any research you didn't look anything up it reminds just... me of like stock trading yeah. honestly because it's like you you, you, you gotta do your research you gotta yeah, make sure and so it's a shady guy in the corner with no face to give him money to trade yeah. stocks it's the same thing with bitcoin so be smart when you're trying to invest in different types of technologies just, I mean well, that's with any technology I mean it's like kind of related not fully related but kind of related movie pass yeah um when I first found out about it, which wasn't that long ago, I went ahead and just like, I signed up for the month to month because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not going to sign up for a whole year because I don't know them. Right. And I don't know how long they're going to be around. Well, and I went to their website and like, it did, like, it's a fine website, but it just didn't have like a ton of information. Right. So I was just like, okay, well, this is like, seems kind of basic. So it is what it is. So I'm doing the month to month, but then I did a little more research and was reading some articles about them. They've actually been around for years, mm-hmm. but they used to charge like an, ins- right. I don't want to say an insane amount. I mean, but it was probably still, yeah, like they used to charge a lot right. more and now they charge $10. So, you know, they've been around. So now I'm actually thinking maybe I will go ahead and buy it out for the year because they're probably going to have all these people sign up for $10 and then like Netflix, they're going to slowly right. raise their prices, you know, up and up and up. So I'm like, why don't I just go ahead and pay for the year? And that way that's done before they raise to like $15 or whatever, yeah. which they obviously smart. easily could do. Easily, exactly. So it's just, you know, continuing to like when you're, when you're, you know, re- like implementing something new, continuing to just make sure you know about who created it, where it came from, whatever. Most of the people that create apps nowadays have created other apps. Right. So you can kind of see like, oh, do I want to use this app in my business mm-hmm. or whatever? Would this be a good fit for my clients? Check out who created the app. Check out what else they've done. Like where it's, they came from. It's not information that like you can't find. Exactly. Um, so make sure you're doing all of that. Um, studying trends, staying on top of what's going on and making sure that you are seeing like what people are doing again like you don't want to be just following every trend but you also like trends are also very important i mean there's a reason why as a photographer you're not doing selective color portrait any portraits anymore like that's just not a thing that people do i mean people do do it but is it great and they should be doing it probably not so it's not trendy and it it never was a good idea to begin with but it was a trend yeah it happened it's no longer a trend anymore so you know just being aware of what's happening photography has Big time trends. Uh, um, portraits are I think right that now. it's important to be smart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like the issue with photography trends is that if you build your entire business just off of that trend, I think it's smart to have your own style and then maybe you deliver a few images that are within that trend to right. satisfy if you if you have a client that wants you to try that out. But if you build your whole business off of a trend, then be you know, if it, if the, if moody is in right now and you make all your images moody, then like don't switch to bright and airy later on because Tomorrow. that's people aren't going to know that that's what What's you're there the for. Kid named Brandon Wall. 
Yes. Everybody yep. is really Brandon Wolf or whatever. Yeah, everyone's his, very into his like, images. Uh, and I fan. love his images. It's They're super fun. I'm actually going to go to Old Town um, next Ooh, week. Do it. We yeah, do and just like practice um, shooting out there, like because I figured like the lighting out there would it be is, good for that sort good. of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like that's. If you're going to have fun with it, have fun with it. But don't, don't be like, you know yeah. what? Now all my images literally and look like this. people who have completely switched to that style. And the, the other thing Porter. is, is like, Porter. you know where it came. Like, yeah, I know. Like, we all know the originator of the style. Yeah. He, like, it's great because he's young. And so to him, it's really awesome. And he's not like an old. Because there are some people who I know who have been in photography so long. And that when people try to adopt their style, they're like, you're biting me. You're biting my style. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And he's really like welcoming and, and really understanding yeah. of people. And it's like I think thing. that yeah, it's like I think that's great. But it's also like it's, he does portraits, yeah. right? So it's like if you're a family photographer, you're not gonna have every image look like that, and it would be weird if you did. If you have an, a newborn right now holding with some like all yeah, get out of here. it's just like <laughs> get out of here it's like nonsense. what like neon like flashing like with your like family in the back. like it's just not like. It's it's a look for a specific type mm-hmm. of photography, and if you're doing portrait photography, then that could like one person, and and specifically, I think kind of like young people. Like I'm not like if I see like a 75 year old man in that sort of setting, that setting doesn't feel right for that. <laughs> you know fantastic. what I mean? Um, I can see <laughs> a different sort of right. setting for that. So oh just kind of you know okay. not just doing things only because they're on trend. But if you do have a grandpa, please put twinkle lights in his hair and get back to me. When yes, you upload those pictures. And also with with like web design too I feel like you know we'll see like blog logos and you'll have like 80 blog logos that look exactly the same or you'll have designers that are like this is the only way I design and I'm not gonna like I'm gonna stick on this trend of like and then the trend is over and they're still doing that same look over and over and over again if your logo has antlers and watercolor flowers I'm talking about you <laughs> she said what she said. <laughs> I do not. She said what I, she said. If it's gold foil, and by gold foil, I mean like gold glitter pattern for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with anything. I'm talking about you. Like, just take it back. Yep. Ask them to do it in a solid color. Um, yeah. Because we deserve better. Also, glasses, when nothing has anything to do with glasses. Like, they'll be like antlers and glasses. glasses. And I'm like. Antlers. I don't. What like does your business have anything to do with with antlers or glasses? Like if it's like books or reading or eye surgery or something, like yeah, that all has to do with glasses. Great antlers. If you are like a hunter, you're very rustic. You have a rustic vibe. But like if you have like not a rustic vibe at all, why are the antlers here? I don't. I don't don't understand. Also, like photographers, you got you got antlers antlers in your logo. You're a vegetarian. What? <laughs> like, what is happening? I have seen this. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm confused. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't. Also, know, um, in terms of trend, trends repeat themselves. Yes. Over time, you will see the same things happen over and over again in terms of design. That's very, because design is is a, a way of life. It's been around. But for... Comic Sans better never come back. It's always in a classroom somewhere. Oh, Just know, true. there's always a teacher. Who has not my husband. <laughs> His <laughs> like, kids are way that. too old for comic fans. None too. of like, that. Please don't. In your um, classroom. Yeah, trends repeat themselves. So, serif logos become a thing. Right mm-hmm. now, people are still in the scripts. I wish they would move on. Um, we'll go back to the bowls, sand serifs, slap serifs will come back. They're just trends will repeat themselves. If, you just, if you're around long enough, mm-hmm. 
blog posts. Apparently, personal blogs are on the rise again in 2019. That actually makes me very happy exciting. because you, you know that I am just, like, not feel Like, I miss, like... Oh nine blogging. I miss back. it. It's 2018. Um, well, I've been blogging, Tina so I don't know if anyone cares, but I've just been doing it because I felt like it. So I, I'm happy to hear it's on the rise, but I'm like, regardless, I'm going to blog regardless yeah. because it's just, it's enjoyable to blog in that way that's like, I love just personal blogging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and the one thing that you can always do is listen to leaders carefully. And I mean this carefully, meaning pick your leaders carefully. Like, yes. A, um, B, uh, just just take everyone's opinions with a grain of salt. There are some things that Seth Godin said 15 years ago that are still relevant or can be implemented today or or came true. Like he kind of, you know, predicted the future, I guess. Or just saying something that, you know, again, trends repeat themselves. So he just said something 15 years ago and now it's more applicable today than it has ever mm-hmm. been. So uh, just, just be smart about people you listen to. But they, I mean, a lot of times people do have really good insights. Let's say there's a science the and there's a math to, right. to trends in the same way that people will watch the stock market. And, you know, my grandfather used to tell me like, this is what's going to happen to the housing market in this year. And it would be like five years at a time. And then, you know, that would come and I would be like, wow, he was correct. That came to fruition. Somebody you know what I mean? Has so given me a prediction about the housing market, and so I'm collecting my coins. Yeah, I am as well, and I have been for years because of his predictions yeah, that he's he's always like for the, my whole life. He's told me yeah. what's going to happen next. And that just comes with, with age all of it. And um, knowing again, and that's that's like right. he did that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's you know being in the industry. So um, it's important to just know who to trust. I mean, like I'm not going to at POTUS to figure out what's happening in the world at all, ever. Nope. <laughs> Never. Never, ever. Never. But there are people who I respect and admire in my industry uh, who tend to have an insight from being around, um, like we were talking about last week with John Maeda, some of the things he said about design at our WordPress meetup are 100% true and will be true until the end of time because it's classic, timeless user experience advice, so... Just be smart about who you listen to for implementing new things and, and studying your trends. Yes, agreed. Um, also, when you're maintaining long-term relevance, it's important to, you know, just kind of keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, you're branding for long-term. You're not branding for this week. You're not branding mm-hmm. for this month or this year. Like, you're branding for the long haul. You want your business to be around. You want to be able, most likely, to, you know, either A, walk away from that business just when you feel like you have accomplished everything you wanted to, or, you know, retire, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. that's the goal. So you're not just here trying to make a quick buck. If you want to do that, it's really easy to just... Um, go grab a regular you know nine to five or not easy but you know what i'm saying like it's it's a lot easier to just go grab a regular job than it is to build a business um so when you're branding keep that in mind you're branding for the long haul you're this is like for the future implement good customer service strategy Mm -hmm. like just smart things um don't have a crazy like you know trendy bit i mean unless you want to make a lot of money really quickly then it's okay to jump on trends and stuff but if this is your long-term business like we said uh, just, just implement good practices. Let's say if it's a service, making sure that it's something you actually can offer over a long right. time. Cause like some people don't think about, well, what happens when, you know, like some, some things that, uh, photographers don't think about, which I mean, obviously you can do it for a long time, but if you're doing weddings and anybody that has ever photographed a wedding knows, or I'm sure worked a wedding in a lot of different capacities, like it's very tough on your body. And so the way that you're shooting weddings when you're 25 is going to be different than when you're 45 and 65, you know? And so a part of that longevity is going to be 
eating well and working out and taking care of your body so that you're able to perform those services years into the future. Um, But then on the flip side, if you are working from your desk all day, like I do now, so it's different, um, you know, it's like I'm sitting there working in Photoshop, 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 like that's what I see most of the time, Um, emailing clients, calling clients, like just at my desk. So it's also important for me to like, get out of the house, work out, things like that. Because 20 years down the road, I don't want my body to be like, well, you sat all the time, so I'm just going to, you know, I suck now. So (laughs) that's the end of that. So, yeah, it's just really, really important to think about, okay, what are these services that I offer? Do I always want to offer them this way? Is there a different plan in place in the future for maybe me to hire someone? Like, these are all things you want to be thinking about. Don't make your business so complicated that someone else can't come in and help you run your business. And don't think that, like, it makes you less of an artist if somebody helps you. Because that was my big thing before is I was just like, this is my art. I am creative. I cannot have help. And now I'm like, girl, calm down. Like, this is your, this is your job. This is your job. Like, you need to work. Yes, yes, it's a creative job. But like, that doesn't mean that other people can't work with you, alongside of you, for you, you know, yeah. etc. Um, it's going to make your life easier in the long run. I think keeping it simple is definitely hiring people. Yeah. Like, that's... that's... I just don't have, like, processes that are ridiculous. Like, I yeah. work with people or for people who are like, I have to go outside and put my umbrella up when it's, like, lightning at 45 yep. degree angle. And then when I get struck, I'll have the idea. And that's mm-hmm. the way you implement the idea into the paper. And that's how we make our money. That's no. not sustainable. That's not no. going to happen for a long period of time. You will eventually run out of ideas that way. What if the lightning stops striking you? You know what I mean? Like there's just things What if you, you have to move do. out of Florida out of the lightning capital of the world or Orlando or whatever right. the lightning like, capital is? Like what if you is. move to where there is no lightning ever? You what know what I mean? That? So just yeah. be smart. Be smart, y'all. Make smart choices. So we have some listener questions today. Um, the first one is a great one. How do you maintain relationships while being an entrepreneur? I'm going to go out here and just say scheduling and it's not a romantic answer. It's yes. It's like, I love the idea of like not being like, cause I'm not like a, Ooh, I'm busy yeah, type like of, I don't like to be like glorified completely. busy. Y'all know I like my sleep. Y'all know I make time for sleep. Yeah. Like I'm not out here like, you know, sleep when I die. Like, no, absolutely not. Like I, I need to sleep. Like it's yeah, but I am busy. You know, that's just the reality is that like, a lot of times when you run a business, like you are busy and, um, you know, when your business is going through transitions, which I am because I just brought on new team members. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on and a lot of my friends have a lot going on. A lot of my friends are entrepreneurs and they're in similar situations where they, their business is growing, their business is changing. Um, you know, I think especially when you're in that like late twenties, early thirties, that's yeah. when you really start thinking about like, okay, what is my business going to look like in my forties? And so you're, you're making those changes. Um, so yeah, so it's just kind of like a, a, a time where we're all quite busy. And if I want to see people, I have to, uh, make the time to put it in the calendar and that's how things get done. So, you know, most of my friends are the same way where that's what they need to do and what they want to do. Um, so I'll schedule, like I'll email somebody like I emailed Bobby and I'm like, Hey, let's have a chat. And then, you know, she'll say, okay, this time works for me. And then we put it on the calendar and that's the end of it. Now I do have a few friends that are local that aren't as busy. And in those certain circumstances, like if I end up like with 
somebody canceling a meeting or something right. and had end up with free time, I can normally be like, hey, Margo, like, hey, Miguel, do you want to go grab a movie or whatever? Um, but yeah, just making it a priority, I think, is really big. Knowing, I think that if you have good friendships and good relationships and people that empower you, make you feel better, help, you know, alleviate your stress, then you really want to carve out time for them. So if you're having a really hard time carving out time for anyone, that's probably not somebody question. That you yeah. Question is it like, do you maybe not want to hang out with the that person? And that's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think that that's, that's what it often boils down to. Of course, sometimes you're just, you're just busy. Right. Like, you know, if you have on top of a business, if you have children, if you have, you know, maybe a, another part-time job or whatever, sometimes it's parent. There's so many exactly. There's a happen. lot of factors. So it's like, you know, sometimes you just don't have the time, but a lot of times when you are busy and stressed and have a lot going on, you want to be around those friends that are going to like make you keep happier you and keep you. Yeah. Just keep you kind of feel like your stress alleviated. So yeah, you just make the time. And if you have to, use schedule it because that will make things that much easier. It's not on my calendar. Yeah. It doesn't exist. And that doesn't mean that I don't, like you said, have random blocks of time where, um, like I'll text somebody and be like, Hey, coffee when today? Sure. Two o'clock. I got time. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I obviously but it's like you don't want to rely only on that. Right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Allie Lehman of the one gym who I mentioned earlier, she just wrote a post about redoing her schedule and how she had to re and it. And I'm at that point now where I have to redo my schedule and having those blocks of time. And I'm always have blocks of time, but making sure that I'm flexible in the way that I have things. And it's been kind of crazy because I didn't expect like the year started out kind of slow because we had Christmas was late. So Christmas break for a lot of people mm -hmm. started really late. Like it was like literally a couple of days before Christmas. And so people have just started going back to work in the second week of January versus the first week or, you know, the middle of the second week or the third week for some people. Um, so being hit with a train wreck of emails and requests and things like that and meetings has been kind of crazy. Um, so now I just need to sit down and figure out what my days look like instead of working these 14, 15 hour days that I've worked for the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like I said, schedule like Christmas said, put it on the calendar. If it's on the calendar, it doesn't exist. Yeah. All right. So question number two, are there any services that you are adding or eliminating from your business this year? Federal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I feel like uh, having a service-oriented business, this should be something that you're doing all of the time, honestly, um, especially annually. Yeah, I would say that's, yeah, I, like it's kind of continuous. Looking at what makes money, what doesn't make money, what works, what doesn't work. It uh, doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, we definitely are doing, um, we're building out some workshops that are pretty cool. Um, like I talked about last week, one of them is specifically around Gutenberg, just because it's, it's about to come and ruin people's lives. They don't listen to me, but I, you, you will listen to me when it comes out. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's just such a big change for for WordPress, and I know so many people use WordPress, and they they have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, so that's a, a really big workshop that's kind of becoming a huge deal for us right now. Um, what are we eliminating? I feel like we we talked about this at the end of the year what we weren't gonna do anymore well i think that was just what we didn't want to see in business yeah like we we're eliminating it from other people's lives well, no, like, I, think, stop no, it. I mean like at the end of last year we talked oh, about um, uh because oh. david and i had had kind of a, a talk about some stuff that we just didn't want to do anymore i don't think if i identified what those things were on the show um but definitely uh less small sites <laughs> 
<laughs> I say that, but, but it's not. It's, I'm not completely eliminating it. Yeah. I'm just not making Less, it a large, like a uh, smaller percentage of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very small percentage of the business that we're going to do. So I will still be doing those things for people of color, for people of marginalized groups, of course, because that's something that people need, and we really believe in having good branding and that type of stuff. But I'm not. If you own like a business and I don't know you <laughs> and you come to me and you're like, I need a three page website, I'm gonna just tell you no thanks. Probably, more than likely. I just yeah. we don't have the time for it. And it just gener- like you're not gonna pay what I would need to make for this to make sense into mm-hmm. what we're doing. It usually is more of a hindrance or a, a pain in the butt. Um, we're doing more e-commerce stuff this year, which is crazy because last year we were like, the e-commerce sites that we did weren't great, but now people are asking more for e-commerce stuff. Um, so reaching out and doing a little bit more Shopify. And so we're like, we, we've done Shopify before and it, it's not going to become a huge part of our business, but for people who want e-commerce and they're not, they don't want WooCommerce, which a lot of people don't. And I don't, WooCommerce mm-hmm. is hard. It's not an easy thing to understand. Um just making sure we understand Shopify to the full extent and make sure that we're making good practices. Shopify we, sites are so cute. BT them. They are crazy. Like, they're... So we are, are... Because we actually... What happened is we took on a Shopify project and because it had been so long since either of us did Shopify, we just built a custom Shopify theme, which apparently people don't do. Apparently people just buy themes and, and edit them. Similar to WordPress. Um, yeah. But we, we are who we are, so we're flawed individuals, and we're like, we're just gonna learn Liquid, because we had already worked with Liquid for our church uh, towards the end of 2016 uh, to kind of build out a print thing, so we were like, let's just build a Shopify theme. Doesn't everybody build a Shopify theme from scratch? No. No. Uh, no. <laughs> they don't. So, now we have the Shopify theme, and we're like... Might as well Which, keep yeah, using it. Yeah, it's a um, better way to do it if well. Yeah, I mean, obviously it'll be tailored to different things, but that's just how we end up making a mess. Is that we end up doing things the hard way, and then it, it becomes it a thing. It's yeah. a thing. So yeah, I think those are kind of the things that we were thinking of adding or doing less of. As far as what I'm adding or eliminating, first of all, I'm adding people. So that's a big. Addition. That is um, a big addition. Um, It's not necessarily a service. It's just I I think it serves my clients better um, for me to have an amazing team um, of people that I have hand selected that you know do do certain things better than me. That's that's exactly why I always think that you hire people that you think are better than you at different things. And then I have my things that I am better at than them, and so we work together uh, to make a team to be the best that we can be, which is um, a better service for my clients. So that's number one. Um, Also, like I'm offering now more branding elements as a part of uh, my pat like. I don't want to say packages because they're not essentially packages, but yeah, yeah, like it's, it's just more like part of like the standard of like what we're doing is offering, um, more branding elements. Um, because you know, I, I feel like just offering, uh, more icons, offering secondary logos, that sort of thing, um, gives them more flexibility with extending their brand throughout the internet and onto print and that sort of thing without just having like that one logo that you're looking at over and over and over again. So having those extra, um, extensions of their brand. So yeah, more branding elements. Um, and then I'm still offering social media, but I'm trying to like I don't know what that like condense the mm-hmm. situation. Um, I really only want to take on social media packages or social media clients that are like six months 
or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing like two or three months. Yeah, that sounds um, like a PITA. It's yeah, it's just like because three months, you know, yeah, you'll have growth, but it's just it's not. It's not going to be where we want it to be. And and another thing I'm doing is I'm doing campaigns for social media outside of taking on their full social media. So it'll be like, okay, you know, campaigns, which makes sense. Yeah. Like, especially with nonprofits, it's like, you know, they're like, okay, we really want to do this like social media campaign. Now it's going to be within their social media, but they're also going to have other social media going on at the same time. So it's like, I'm just handling the campaign. So kind of doing more of that and less of like businesses that are really unsure of like what What? they want to do and are just like, I want to come for three months really quick. It's like, no, like six, months like longer term committed you know people for social media um and like also there's a big difference like if you want to like be trained in social media then i'll train you but you signing up for three months is not training and i think that that's what a lot of people do is they're like i want to learn what she does and see what she does so i'm going to sign up for three months worth Mm -hmm. of it and then i'll learn everything she does and do it myself and like the thing is is, like i'm not trying to keep secrets from you like you can just hire me we have one-on-one you know normally depending on like i sell like um packages in three hour increments so i've done that before with clients it's great and then i'm just teaching them what i do because you're not going to learn what i do just watching it and also you don't they don't have the brain that you have exactly like you're not going to know why i do the things that i do and then that's what ends up happening is i'll work with somebody for three months and they're like oh and now I've seen what you do. I'm going to take it over from here. Cool. And then they do that for a few months and then they're like, it's not working. And I'm like, that's because I didn't train you. You just, you know, had me take right. over your social media, come back and we'll just do training. You don't like need to have me do it for you. I'll train you. I'll, I, I have no, I love, I love training actually. If I could probably train all day, I would maybe consider that probably not though, because I love all the other things too. But I'm just saying, I really do enjoy, like, I if wish I had a training session. A yeah. I wish I had one a daily. Like I wish I had like an hour every day that I was just doing one-on-one training because it's really fun. You know, I do have a background in teaching. Um, I worked in the school system for five years. So I really love like that one-on-one, like just being able to teach. Um, So yeah, so more of that and like less of like the three-month packages, but very happy to do the six-month packages and very, very happy to do a a strategic campaign because that is very fun. Um, I really, really enjoy that sort of thing. So more of that in 2018. Yeah, if you're creative and you're thinking about offering some type of social media service, but you're not sure where where to start, I think taking on campaigns is probably the smarter thing maybe not a giant campaign like you don't want to do the american yeah don't do say don't do like nonprofit campaigns but because nonprofit campaigns are very intense like if your local (laughs) chocolate tier is doing like cute not for valentine's day but maybe like easter um and you want to take that on to be your kind of pet project that's a good place to yeah figure it out yeah absolutely and i think for me i'm just doing campaigns for nonprofits but um, I definitely think that they're fun if you're like I've done them before for like other yeah. business like smaller they're businesses and they're very fun. Those are some of my best times. Yeah. Uh, so third question is how do you track and implement financial goals? Because I feel uh, that I see a lot of people talk about finances, but not what goals they, and what the how goals they... are how they got there. Mm-hmm. They're just like oh I mean right now I see a lot of people being like I had a six figure month. That's the new thing. It's no longer a six figure year by the way. It's mm. you need to make six figures in a month, which is I just don't know if I believe some of these people because I see where they live and I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. Like if you're making six figures a month, like every month, 
It's never ever. And I feel like that's what it is. Is that it's like, oh, I made six figures this month, and then I made no money for the next four months. (laughs) Tell us the whole truth. You know, Um, yeah, that's that's like um, if you if you worked all year for one launch, and then you launched. And then you made a whole bunch of money that month, but not for the rest of the year. That's fine. Like that's a totally appropriate yeah. business model if you're, you know, being finan- like smart with your finances throughout the year. But don't make it sound as if like that's what you're making all the time. I know everybody. I, no, I've also seen that um, how to make one million dollars in a year, have three hundred and fifty-two people buy this thing. Like you've seen that graph where it yeah. like, breaks it down different way. People pay this much, like ten. You get like five thousand people to pay ten dollars a month. You can make. I don't know if that math is true because I'm not looking at the thing, but I've seen it on social yeah. media a lot, and it, it always makes it surround in January because everybody's like, I'm going to be a millionaire this year, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I will say I, I think breaking down in that way is a good way to implement financial goals. Is it When you have a service-based business, it's not always that easy. When you are a minority, it's not always that easy. When exactly. you are a woman, it is so not that easy because there are just things that happen mm-hmm. uh, to us in general, people being black people, the media can affect the way we make money. There are people who could have done business with us, you know, before something happens. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, I don't want to hire a black person. I need to hire my safe white person or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So there are different things that may affect the way your business is. If you're an industry where it's looked upon negatively or if somebody who's an industry leader in your industry has all of a sudden made your industry look bad, then you're, you're kind of out of luck. I know a lot of start- startups sometimes suffer. Because yeah. people who uh, may have invested in their business may do something, and then people are like, oh, I don't want to buy from you because you took money from that guy, and that guy is a pedophile, or whatever the case may be. So just know that it's really hard. Uh, you have to make time for things, for dips and, and hills and valleys, I guess. I, I feel like for me, like when I'm tracking and implementing financial goals, a lot of what I do is like look at the past. Yeah. And look you, at you where, look you at know, you yeah, I look at like how much did I make last year? How much did I make in this month, that month, whatever. Yeah. And I try to improve upon that while also thinking about, you know, where do I want to be three years, five years, 10 years yeah. from now? What, what's that dollar amount that I'm going to need for that? And, True. and kind of like work um, I from like there. I live a certain life. What do I mm-hmm. need to make to sustain this life? How much do I need mm-hmm. to make to make this life better to reach these goals that I have to reach? Um, there are tons of apps that you can use. Again, we use our accounting software, we use Zero, and that's what we use to put all of our money in one place for our business and kind of get an understanding of, they have so many reports and reporting tools so we can report back, get our reports from, and I transferred over all of our data from FreshBooks, so it has all of our stuff from years ago, so I can go back and say, what were we doing differently in 2014 that we're doing now? Like, how yeah. are we making more money or less money? Or say, and nowadays, happened? like, your bank will even yeah. normally have, like, graphs of, like, how you're spending your money. So if you have it, this is why it's beneficial to have a separate business account From and have our, anything yeah. that you're spending business-wise coming out of that business account because you can see this is where you're spending. Because part of, part of you know, um, like, making money in your financial goals is what are you spending and right. what are you spending on your business? And so one of the things I did, um, last year uh, towards like November, November, December, I took some time to say, what am I spending money on in my business? And is there another, yeah, is there like another better alternative? And I actually got rid of quite a few services and Mm -hmm. I was just like, I really just do not need all of these. Um, So, and believe it or not, I feel less stressed and those are all things that were supposed to help me like be, be more organized and, and et cetera. And now that I'm not using as many of them, it's like, nope, I actually feel better now. Um, so yeah, just making sure that you're keeping stock of like what it is that you um, are spending in addition to what your financial goals are. And then yeah. of course you check out your personal bank account as and well. And I will say if you have a business bank account um, and you're not banking with someone that's just an online bank, 
going into your bank and talking to the your financial mm-hmm. advisor, your small business uh, banking person is really helpful. That's how we really uh, got our, our financial life in order is when we opened our first business account, um, having people. And luckily, when we've always kind of opened or moved bank accounts, we've kind of works with somebody who is a minority so they've yeah. really been able to help out because they, they have like good intentions like they, they come out and they see people so one of the things that we were doing we're, we're already separating our money and having payroll and all that stuff and so we were talking to the guy and we were like oh yeah we already do that and he was like wow I'm like really impressed because most people who come in here don't do that they just spend all their money in one place and then they yeah. taxes and it's a mess so uh, I, we really have enjoyed the people who we've worked with at the different banks that we uh, bank at and being able to go in and talk to them whenever we have a problem being like yo you know we saw or if yeah. charges come up like because sometimes there will be things that come up in your bank that is an error and you go in and you talk to them and they're like oh sorry we'll just take it off like yeah. it's no big deal so Yeah, I think if you're not, if you don't really have, like, a lot of financial goals right now or, like, you don't have that part of your business in order, I think it's just important to start out. um, If you have any records in the past, getting those records and Mm -hmm. getting them in order. If not, start from today um, so you can really see where you are so that you can make set goals. Because a lot of times when you don't have the goals, like, you don't know where you are anyways to make them. And having a financial goal doesn't mean that you're, like... Now I'm like the man. I'm just trying to, I'm yeah. trying to take away from the creative and fun parts of having a business. You can still enjoy your business, but you do need to know how much money you're making and yeah. where your money is going. And you, you need to, like, think about the fact that, like, you know, most people, they go through life and they, um, if they have, like, a regular 9 to 5, they're going to get raises right. based on performance over time. So if you want to give yourself raises, which you probably do unless you're making six figures already and you're just like, I'm good, great. Um, but if not, you probably want to give yourself raises over you time. Still so raise. you, you still do. Still, yeah, you still, you still do. <laughs> but, like, you know, you're going to want raises over time, so you're going to need to think about how you're going to scale your business so that over time you can be making more and more and more um not because oh my god money hungry but just because obviously inflation and things will yeah, go up over say, time and is you, yeah the cost raising. of living will always rise you might want to have like kids or buy a larger house or go on vacation or retire yeah you need um, to know how much money you need to be so, putting in your 401k all that exactly cool, fun stuff Yay! So, Finance. if you have questions email them to hello at heart and hustle podcast.com Tweet um, us, tweet Facebook us. us, Instagram us. Use we're the at Heart Hustle Pod. We're at Heart Hustle, Heart and Hustle Podcast everywhere else. And then yeah, our hashtags also so hard. Um, yeah, we need to be. We're we're now that it's 2018. We're we're getting on that more. Um, so <laughs> we will actually be on the interwebs and on um, social media more. We kind of fell off last year. 2017, man, it's it's a hard year. I'm impressed with us that we recorded every week. I'm still like, you know what? Most people that had podcasts didn't. Um, so look <laughs> at us. Pat on the back. It's a mess um, out there. It's, it's, it, it, it was a mess. We're, it's still a mess, but, you know, this year Internally, we're going to... doesn't have We're going to... Exactly. We're going to organize that mess, at least in our own lives. You know, we can't, we can't stop what happens in uh, certain political buildings, but we can, we can do what we can do at home and in our businesses. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I can't see the thing. You have to do it because I can't see.